Hey, I want to welcome all of you to X Church. No matter where you're watching this from, you're joining us on December 27th. We're excited to have you with us. And I'm excited to have a couple friends with me for today's message. Yes. Pastor Russ and Pastor Kevin. How are you guys? Sure. So good to be so here. Good. Oh, man. Hey, if you're wondering why does it look like this as you tuned into a broadcast for a message, it's because today we thought we'd do something a little bit different to close out 2020. We thought we'd just take a moment to have a little bit more of a conversation yeah. than just listening to a message today. And so I want you to picture, as we're sitting at a table right now, I want you to picture maybe you're at a table. Maybe you'll go around your dining room table or your coffee table, and you'll invite us to sit down with you. And I thought, yeah. let's have a conversation about 2020. Isn't that great? Yeah. Let's, do, let's do that. I feel like maybe we need to take a little bit of time as we get ready to close out this year and we need to talk about 2020. Right. 2020 has been one of the most interesting years, guys. Would you agree? What do you mean? I'm just saying a few things happened this year. You think Did it's you been interesting or? It's been a little crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty I offended that you would say that. Oh, it's been a crazy year. I think I'm not the only one who thinks that way. But uh, we, we sometimes, we like to sit around a table yep. yeah. and we like to have conversations. In mm -hmm. fact, if you're wondering uh, why this setup, it's because we do a podcast every single week yep. called the X Podcast. Yes. Come on. And uh, usually it's the three of us and we sit down together and we love to talk about life. We love to talk about culture. Yep. We love to talk about spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, we may talk about politics from time to time. We may talk about controversial things every once in a while, but we just we want to be able to have conversations, real conversations. Yeah. And and so we just thought, let's kind of close out the year in that same format. Yeah, absolutely. But I would encourage you, if you have never uh, tuned in to the X podcast, you can find us on whatever podcast app, whether it's Spotify, mm -hmm. Apple, whatever, iTunes. You can also watch live on Wednesdays on Facebook, on our Facebook account. At yep. noon. And, uh, at noon. Thank you. And uh, YouTube. Yep. We post it on YouTube on Fridays, right? Which I'm sure nobody that's watching this needs any of that information because you're already following us. Yes. So yep. We're so glad you're part of the family. But we're, we have so much fun every yeah. Wednesday. We do. And so we thought we would just bring this into your home today. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be good for us to do a little bit of a postmortem yeah. on 2020. Yeah. Because I think we'd all agree this is probably, I will at least say this, has been probably one of the strangest years of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I think most of us probably feel this has been one of the hardest years yeah. of our lives. Yeah. Um, I don't know, for you guys, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the hardest year you've ever <laughs> gone through, what would you say 1 to 10? Oh, 10. 10? What about you? Yeah, 10 plus. 10 plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a common answer that probably you at home would maybe feel the same way if you're yep. watching this anytime that like 2020 has been one of the most challenging years. Mm -hmm. And I thought before we move into 2021, mm -hmm. which I'm excited, we're going to flip the page. We're going to turn the corner mm -hmm. to a new year. But I thought it would be great if we could just take a few minutes to reflect. I think sometimes it's okay to look in the rearview mirror. I don't want to live my life that way. Yeah. But I do think that there are moments that we need to look into the rearview mirror that we need to process. I, mm -hmm. I just feel like however you close out one chapter mm -hmm. will determine how you start the next. That's good. Yeah. How, you, good. how you leave one season of your life yeah. will determine how you step into the next season of your life. And yeah. I, I just feel like as we get ready to step into 21, we need to close out this year with maybe a new perspective. Because yeah. it's been a tough year. It's been really hard. And I, I don't want to take a, a sour spirit into 21. Yeah. Mm. I don't want to go into a new year thinking, um, I think sometimes we think if we flip the calendar that all our problems are going to go away because we have said the biggest problem was 2020. Right. Yeah. But the reality is the pandemic is not disappearing as soon as we flip the calendar to January 1st. Yes, right. And we're still going to be dealing with a lot of the same struggles that we've had throughout this year, the economic impact, everything. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, let's do a little postmortem. Let's talk about 2020 as a year. Yeah. I've got to say this. Guys, when I started into this year, I came into it with so much yeah. anticipation oh, yeah. and excitement. Um, not only were we going into a new year, but we were going into a new decade. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of all that, it was called 2020. Mm -hmm. Right. This, I mean, this Every was the year dream. of vision. I know. We started off the year with a series. You guys remember what it was called? 2020. 2020. We started off this year with a series called 2020, where I just really encouraged our church, anybody, to, to have a vision for your life. What does it look like to have vision lead your life? And remember, we did cards, and we, we had all these great conversations, and I was so excited. I think it's like, okay, we're getting vision for our future, for our plans, for where we're going, and then March hit. 
And it feels like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it feels like we took 10 steps backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought this was the year of vision, yeah. and we were going to move forward in vision. January was so good. It was a great year. So and then good. we had X night, and it was, I was, oh, I felt like I was on such a good trajectory. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then March hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, uh, <laughs> I don't know all the details because I've blocked some of it permanently yeah. from my mind. But I will say, I remember, the part I do remember is, I was on a short, I think, weekend getaway with my family in Florida. Uh, this was, I don't know, March 8th. I think it was that Sunday. Yeah. And I just remember all the reports and everything coming out about how bad it was getting and, and all the talk of the shutdown and all these things started to loom. Hmm. And I remember coming back from Florida. Uh, I got back at the beginning of that week, and I'd been following all it, and I made, there was two major decisions that I made that week. Mm-hmm. I remember them and they were as clear as day. It was on that Wednesday. Um, we were getting ready. I was getting ready to walk into a leadership meeting mm-hmm. to talk about all this. And we didn't know idea. We didn't know what to do. No one really knew what to do. Two major decisions. Uh, the first one was I stopped by Meyer and I bought a really big package of toilet paper. Yeah. That was one of the best decisions that I made in 2020. That lasted us for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beat I beat the rush on that. Proof that you do hear from God. Yes, that was that was the you prophetic did. nature coming out. That was one decision. The other one was to uh, close down our in-person gatherings that Wednesday. You guys remember you were on the table yeah. when we made that decision. No one knew what to do. Um, I felt like it was the right decision at the time. I still feel like it was the right decision at the time. We didn't know what we were dealing with um, at the time, and it just everything halted. Mm-hmm. It feels like from that moment. And so, what about for you guys? What what do you remember of that moment and how the year just shifted at that point? Yeah, I think, first off, I was thinking about this today. This is really odd to put a cherry on the top of this nightmare cake of 2020. <laughs> is, isn't it odd, like from a movie, that we began the year with the assassination of a top Iranian general mm. and we're ending the year with an assassination of the top Iranian scientist. I don't know why, but I just, <laughs> I just was thinking about this year encapsulated. That's... So that's like uh, the parenthetical note of just yeah. 2020. But uh, from our perspective of the year and, and you're talking about nationally yeah, just... and just us, I remember, yeah, March 12th, you had come in, we were all kind of going back and forth on the news reports Pastor Zach was glued to the news reports, <laughs> and that night after you made the call, you, you just saw it coming, and and I think quicker than most leaders, at least that that I saw. And that night I was over at Pastor Zach's house, and we're you know just hammering away emails to send out to everybody on Planning Center, and then slowly we're watching. Oh wait, they're canceling this major yeah. sports league. They're yeah. suspending this major. Oh, Tom Hanks has it. Oh, this person has it. And, yeah, I'll never forget leaving that night and stepping outside of his porch and, and calling someone really near and dear to me and saying, I want you to mark this night because the world changes tonight. Wow. That was a great phone call you and I had. <laughs> that was. I'll never oh, forget that was it. a different time. That yeah. was a different time. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What, how, do you? how do you remember that moment, how it affected us? Well, it is funny how we gauge our, you know, the history of the world or the trajectory of the world, I should say, by what? Tom Hanks does and doesn't have. <laughs> but, yeah, I think a uh, crazy year. I, I, I think I said this on a previous podcast, but I think this was when I realized that this wasn't just, like, my first crisis that I've lived through as an adult, but probably the most impactful thing and uh, the most unknown situation that everybody walking this planet has ever experienced. So yeah. I was at the grocery store. And it was in the middle of the panic when everybody's getting all of their things. And, and there was like a, I don't know, 70, 80-year-old man who was in front of me in line. And uh, I saw the fear in his eyes, you know. And, and you know those pleasantries you exchange at, at the store when, you know, yeah. oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously it was super weird because we're all looking in the face and you know, looking at a, a pending lockdown in the yeah. face. And just the the uncertainty in his voice and the fear in his voice um you know you're just not used to seeing somebody who you usually perceive as wiser than you live you've been had a few more times trips around the sun than you uh, to have that kind of fear in his voice and yeah and so when you notice that you know wow we are walking into something completely unknown 
Um, we are uh, we are about to enter, you know, the abyss of of something we've never experienced before, any yeah. of us. And and so I think to watch an entire world, mm. you know, walk through that and enter that, and and uh, you know, we had a. I think we all kind of thought maybe this will last for 14 yeah. days. Maybe this will last for a month. Okay. Okay. Maybe this is going to be a, 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 a couple months. Well, here we are, you know, in yeah. December and we've experienced, I mean, just so many ups, downs, turns. It's hard to understand really what normal is anymore. Yeah. You know, you lost all sense of normality. And so I think it's a great time to, to kind of look back and, mm. and go, what does this mean for us? I love what you said about, um, not taking a sour spirit yeah. into 2020. And honestly, that just challenged me when you just said, I just thought about that verse in James when it says, let perseverance complete its work yeah. Yeah. so that That's you good. may become mature and not be lacking in anything. Mm-hmm. And so now that we hopefully can see the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine and things like that, that I, I just want to emphasize what you said and just thinking, wow, how, how can I let this crisis shaped me in such a way where it would mature me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And not just leave me in a sour place or a bitter place or a depressed mm. place. Um, right. Yeah, it's been hard, but how can we take those things and, and I, make the most? I think one of the ways that we do that is that we have to process what we've been through. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, if you've done that. I don't know if you've had time. I, I feel like we've been so under duress mm-hmm. that maybe we haven't taken time to decompress and maybe we haven't been able to do that, but process. Part of what we wanted to do today was we wanted to have a conversation where we could process the, the pain, the grief, and the loss. You know, whenever you have loss in your life, there's always grief. There's a lot of emotions that come with loss, right? There's anger, there's denial, there's a, but grief is... I think we've all lost things. Yeah. I think every person I've talked to, I think as a country we've lost things. And, and so I would just encourage you as you watch this that if you've not had, whether it's a friend or somebody else, to maybe sit down and just have a conversation about it, kind of like we're going to do, yes. to, to dive a little bit deeper and to actually sometimes maybe categorize or list out and say, wow, this, is, this was a lot this year, mm-hmm. and how did it impact you? Yeah. I feel like that's really critical mm-hmm. for us to be able to kind of check our spirit, to process and go through that, mm-hmm. and, and, and for us to be able to, to get new perspective. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping that we can do today is get a little bit of new perspective by the time we're done here today. Yes. And so when I think about all the things that we've, we've lost, mm-hmm. I think about them in different categories, and, and maybe the bigger circle for us is in our nation. Mm-hmm. You know, in our country, because as you said, uh, Pastor Kevin, this is not just something that I've walked through or you've walked through. We've all walked through this together. And so what do you guys think are just some things collectively that we've seen um, loss in our country that maybe we we don't even realize it, but maybe we're grieving about right now? Well, I mean, to summarize, and I think you put it so beautifully, Pastor Kevin, to summarize what we all know. We experienced not just one pandemic, but multiple pandemics mm-hmm. at once, mm-hmm. or yeah. at least through the course of the year. We experienced, obviously, the, the pandemic of COVID-19 and then the pandemic of the shutdown that mm. came after that, the pandemic of the economic crisis that followed, the pandemic of uh, the, really the greatest, uh, the biggest uh, civil rights movement since the 60s, but mm-hmm. also the unrest and the polarization and mm-hmm. the division that came along with it, the, the pandemic of everything in between and politics and the election mm-hmm. and killer bees and aliens and everything wow. in between and and not enough time to process all that in a year and then and then really I, I don't know why but I just started thinking about this today I know it sounds so obvious but in a year everything we needed most we had the least right. mm. so in a toilet year paper. When, in a year <laughs> toilet yeah. paper in a year <laughs> where we needed to unite the most we divided the most yeah I would agree in a year where we needed community more than ever we found isolation mm. in a year where we needed the church more than ever we couldn't gather yeah um in a year where wow. we needed each other more than ever, we polarized. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a year where honestly physical touch and, and each other we needed, we had to stay away. Yeah. And, and I think, so we, you, we face all these multiple pandemics and not enough time to process. And then everything we need the most, we have the least. Mm. And I think, you know, before even getting on personal, yeah, loss. I mean, just loss of everything you just described of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Loss of how do I have confidence in the future? 
loss of societal norms of going out to just months of, yeah. I know for me, I live alone and not being able to go out to eat or go yeah. to coffee shops. Loss, I hadn't seen my parents in a year. Man. Loss of the ability to travel, people losing their jobs, losing their income, mm. uh, loss of uh, confidence in their health, wow. loss of being able to see people's faces, yeah. loss of intimacy with friends. And I think that's and, enough. You are making so, me oh, so man. depressed. Like, so <laughs> let's I charge. was not expecting the list to be that bad. <laughs> I'm about to cry. So God's wow. good. Yeah, we are ready to. Uh, wow. Hey, can, can when I, you list it like that, <laughs> it's hey, kind of overwhelming. I, it, it is, but but here's where I think today's beautiful. One just random thing I read two weeks ago that uh, of why I think this matters so much, and we talked about this more in a recent podcast of yeah. processing. But why it's important to process? Uh, I was reading Dr. A.J. Swoboda, him and this military admiral were talking about World War II mm-hmm. and Vietnam, and how there was an astronomically higher level of cases of PTSD from mm-hmm. Vietnam than World War II. Mm-hmm. And everybody has all these different theories as to why. There's different warfare, all that kind of stuff. But this military admiral had a really interesting theory. He said in World War II, after it was over, they had to take a long transcontinental boat ride mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. But in Vietnam, there was no period. And so they could have been in the jungles fighting and seeing atrocities one day and back in their families the next. Wow. wow. And his theory yeah. was the PTSD actually shrunk when people actually had time to process their grief. Yes. Mm, that's yes. And I, we've talked um, yeah. privately and openly, I think for, for me and I think for all of us, uh, taking the time to process yeah. grief could Big mean point. the difference on what we experience on the other seasons mm-hmm. when things return to normal. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Yeah, it's just fascinating. And you think about, when I think about grief, I think it's a bit more in the turn. I don't know if this is clinical or not, but the loss of moments, you know, that you thought you were going to have that you had to miss or that the people that you love most in your life couldn't be a part of. You think about the whole first phase of quarantine Mm -hmm. when we, you know, you kind of got shamed if you had a group getting together at your house so we were literally <laughs> mm-hmm. isolated it was you and your family and, yeah. and you couldn't you know for in my context take your kids to the babysitter you couldn't th- there was no movement it was just you and your unit um and it was a great thing i think so many people you know watching were like oh man it was so good to be able to be with my family you know mm-hmm. and to have that much time maybe you got kids that are in college or maybe you uh, have you know teenagers that are running around but uh, that i think that there are obviously positives we can take from it, but I think when you, we talk about the loss of it all, you think about the moments that you lose. Even us as a church, yeah. we went through some really um, incredible transitions that yep. we were really mm-hmm. excited about at the beginning of the year. We had all these plans. Yep. Your plans were lost. We had all these plans <laughs> to go and, and make certain days special. Yeah. And I think that that mirrors so well each of our personal lives. Where we have so many mm. things that, that – not only we just want to occur in general and we don't want the plans to be ruined, but, but really we, we want to make things special, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. we're planning making moments and memories for our kids and our relatives and our, you know, our, our family members, maybe who we would consider now in the at risk category, you know, we yeah. didn't think about them like that at first, but now we do, you know, we have these memories and moments we want to make yeah. and the, the circumstances of the year yeah. would take them from us. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, it's interesting for us as a church to have to yeah. navigate that as well as we say goodbye to certain spaces. Yep. And yeah. Certain, and yeah, certain I agree. Camps. I think that nationally there was the collectively, there were so many things that everybody, you know, was in the same boat. Everybody mm-hmm. was dealing with, you know, whether it's the economic impact, I think it was a loss of trust. Yeah maybe more so this year than I noticed than in previous years when it just the reporting of it, the who's telling us the truth. I feel like even today, like I don't, we don't even know who to trust anymore. You know what I mean? And uh, these doctors are saying this, these doctors are saying something else. You know what I mean? Like it just became so confusing of a year. Um, You mentioned like our church. Uh, Let's, let's take the small, the circle a little bit smaller, Mm -hmm. you know, country. That's one thing. If, If you're part of X church, part of the X family, um, there were, this was a, a very, very interesting year for mm-hmm. our church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every church, I think, experienced a sense of, of loss. Uh, I think about the loss of gathering together in person. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, we came back um, in July. I think it was late July. Mm-hmm. 
was when we came back. So there was a period from March till July where we did not meet in person, just online. And, um, man, I don't know about you guys, but that, that impacted me more than I realized. Yeah. Yeah. I I felt like I walked away from that season. Um, you know how it's like as pastors, this is, you know, this is our desire is to see you every Sunday. That's just our desire. We want to see you. We think that there's, we think there's real value in making a rhythm out of setting a priority to, right. to gather, to worship God. I mean, I, I will never stop saying that because I believe that with everything in me. This year, only put a magnifying glass on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I think for me personally, when it comes to our church community, I don't think how much, I didn't realize how much I would miss it. Yeah. I, I just, the I don't think I'm stay back was emotional. It was, it was really emotional. Yeah, I just I didn't, I didn't realize. And so I feel like the loss of gathering mm-hmm. and the loss of community yeah. that we have, I think that's one of the most powerful things that we have and if you're watching this and you're not a part of a church but maybe someone sent you a link to this or maybe you're watching this sometime i i could just encourage you the power of being connected to people it is so incredibly important yeah. so i feel like a loss of community was big did you guys feel that at all yeah it's funny <laughs> you you know you don't realize how much accountability happens oh, on wow. just uh you know when you walk by somebody and yeah. so when what we do you know w- we really want this to be more than just a church and more than just a building, but we want this to be a family for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And family loves, you know, beyond just seeing each other and saying hi, but family loves in, in a way that keeps each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And so I need that. We all need that. We mm-hmm. all need somebody to go, oh, hey, how was that thing you said you were doing that, you know, oh, I heard you and your, your spouse were going through that, or you took that trip, or your kid was going through this, mm-hmm. or I prayed for this, or last week we did that. And and there's so much of that that you take for granted when you mm-hmm. see people physically. Mm-hmm. And then when you go through the uh, the certain crises we've had nationally with the, you know, uh, the George Floyd thing that yeah. that was um, that threw a whole nother log onto the fire. Yeah, you know, we, we thought that maybe maybe the society as a whole would come together. Yeah, when we all had to you know fight this common enemy or whatever mm-hmm. we were saying. Um, but then you have this crisis that polarizes the country in yeah. a second, which was wild. And so, uh, you know, the the walk by occurrences that that we were trying to do over the phone, we were yeah. trying to call people. It turned into for us on our end, just giving people perspective. It turned into, oh, we saw that person's mm-hmm. Facebook post about the church doing this or that, and yeah. we got hate from both sides. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you feel like you're being. <laughs> You know, people are leaving your church left and right. People are just frustrated, and maybe people didn't leave the church. Maybe they were just mad no, at they certain did. things. <laughs> no, they uh, did. It's <laughs> trying to be nice, but <laughs> no, we had people leave. You Most know, churches t- did. From when I talked to pastors, oh, yeah. that was a that was a grieving thing. For, I think even for pastors, it was really interesting because you, it, from our perspective, it just felt like we were getting hate from every side. Yeah, we had people leave the church because we were you know, uh, promoting the, for the perception was we were promoting black lives matter. We had people, uh, leaving the church because, um, they thought we were racist. We didn't say, no. we didn't say, no, we didn't say enough. Yeah. And so we heard it all, you know, we heard it all. And I think, uh, I don't know what context you're in, but maybe you feel like stuck in that hard place. But for us, it, that was hard not being able to, um, help walk with people through different seasons because of these certain, yeah. uh, contextual barriers that yeah. society was giving us. I, I also yeah. think that, that the, we had loss of of gathering and community we also had a major major transition of spaces as you alluded to Um, when i reflect back on this year like lithopolis uh, let's start there we knew we were moving out of lithopolis uh around the fall time Mm -hmm. so like as you said we had plans we had plans of having a special last weekend there it was just going to be like we wanted to celebrate all that God had done in that place. And though the, we always say, and I believe this, the church is not a building. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, our memories are attached to a space. Yeah, like this sure. was the place where for yeah. many of you watching this, this is probably the Lithopolis might have been the place where you really met Jesus for the first time. It was that time where your life got turned around because of what God did. Yeah. And we remember it might be the place you got baptized, the right. place where you watched your kids give their life to Christ. You know, those are real memories that you have. And it kind of felt like it got ripped out, like the rug got ripped out from under us. Right. I remember the last weekend. I, I mean, I don't have to be the one. I didn't even preach the last weekend there. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it was Pastor Zach that yeah. preached. I was gone. Yeah. We get back and we never met there again. Right. Yeah. And we had to move out of there without ever meeting in there again. And it just, I just, I imagine there's so many people that have, that had incredible memories. I think back to the Awaken revival that we oh, did yeah. and all those special nights that we have had, mm. Christmas experiences from 
like in the story of our church, it was a significant, yeah. significant part of our story that yeah. when we launched there in 2008, God just did something so incredible where we saw thousands of people meet Jesus oh, yeah. in a little building tucked way off in the middle of nowhere. Um, it'll forever be a part of our story, and I'll, and I'll love that. But it was almost like he didn't get to say goodbye. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel that. That was where my entire life changed. You know, mm-hmm. It was in that building. And it's, it's fascinating. It's almost like when you're building a new home, you know, or any of you who have been around people who build a new home. You know, you think about uh, all the memories, and you can walk through your house and see where your kids grew up and see where you used to put the notches on, yeah. the, on the door trim when they would grow or, mm-hmm. you know, when you put them to bed in that room or all, you know. I, there's so many memories and so many emotions tied to that space. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to leave it when you're leaving it for, you know, the, a bigger, the, nicer space, the, you know, <laughs> the best of the best, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so that's been helpful, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope our churches felt that, yeah. that when you've walked into this space, you feel, you know what, maybe this is a little unfamiliar. Maybe this is a little bit new. Um, but it, it, wow, look at God, look at everything yeah. he's done. And so I, that's been kind of a saving grace for me and our family personally, is just to, to take those memories and those seeds that, that God had started and that we'd planted mm-hmm. in that old space to see it kind of come to fruition before our eyes, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> excuse me, taking our kids through the kids' rooms and yeah. and uh, just experiencing uh, this blessing of a space as well. I think that's been super helpful, yeah, not that it hasn't been, yeah. you know, an uh, interesting mm-hmm. transition. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's life's so funny in that you, j- joy and pain seem to always be side by side. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many ways to, to look at the pain of the year, and then there's just so many beautiful things that came out of the year, but it's weird yeah. processing them side by side. Yeah. You, you close the chapter in Lithopolis. That was part of the plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we pressed, paused, uh, and, and took a step from Lancaster. That was not part of the plan. No. And, and, and again, uh, forget the backdrop of everything going on in the world or even personally, but we're walking through. This is a really big deal. Like you said, like there is – there's nothing wrong with having an attachment to a place where God moved. Yeah. Right. And that's just, well, they did it all throughout the Bible in the Old Testament. Didn't they set up pillars and monuments? Yeah. And, uh, and then depending on the kind of person you are, I'm a deeply nostalgic person, Mm -hmm. a deeply sentimental person. Yeah. And, and so I get it, but it was almost like there wasn't time. Yeah. You know? And so that was tough in Lithopolis. Lancaster, we had a little bit more time, but it was more abrupt because, that again, that's been such a deep part of the story of this church right. and people yeah. that are deeply in that community that started in the why and built it from scratch and are part of those mm. moments. And then there's a comfortability that, that surrounds that. And then again, the plan from day one is keep that yeah. location. And we're just going to transition Lithopolis to Canal. Mm-hmm. And so doing all that in the middle of everything. And, and then, like you said, we were starting to meet back in person. Yeah. But in, in an ideal world, you wish you had more time to huddle together and talk about and celebrate and let's think about all the memories. But it was like, let's say goodbye. Yeah. We weren't expecting it. Also, here's vision for where we're going next. (laughs) Also, we're socially distanced. Here's the new way we're doing church. Also, we hope you're all okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then, but then we walk in here and it's like, but man, how can you not be on cloud nine? That's crazy. (laughs) Because look at this place and what God's doing in the middle of it. And the, and the God's protection on us and God's blessing on us. We are, like we we watched this year some of the worst and the best, yeah. and right now we're literally sitting in the middle yeah. of God's faithfulness and yep. God's promise, and it mm-hmm. gets chills every time I walk in here. I never want to get used to it. Yeah, and uh, I don't so, know. I, you know. It's been interesting uh, that we've never seen this. We've only had church in this building social distance. Yeah, you know? yeah. and that this it's crazy that that'll always be. Hopefully, looking back five, ten years from now, um, that that we can just uh, reminisce about all that. But I have a question for you. Yeah, um, just as you know, obviously the person who carries the responsibility and the weight for making all those decisions, and gosh, everything that we just talked about. Yeah, you know, uh, transitioning Lancaster mm-hmm. into this space, transitioning Lithopolis into this space, and timing and communication. Yeah, it really is your responsibility to bear. There's mm-hmm. teams of us that make certain decisions that you've surrounded yourself with, but. I would just love to hear your perspective on all that and how you've navigated, um, you know, maybe what counsel you've sought and, and how you've kind of operated. Because that's a lot of huge decisions to make for a lot of people. Um, was there a chapter for this in seminary? Yeah, there was not. There's no book. Um, I, it was hard because I think anytime you have to make decisions that you know are the right decision to make, mm-hmm. whether it's not meeting in person, 
or to start meeting in person to shut down a location because we can't even sustain two locations mm-hmm. with the number of people coming, even with our staff, even financially, potentially, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have to take and every time you make a decision like that, that you even even if you ha- are 100 percent confident, mm-hmm. the part of you as a pastor that is so hard, even a leader is knowing that it's going to have um, hard implications for mm-hmm. some people. Right. That you know that there are some people that aren't going to be able to go with you. There are some people that aren't going to like the decision. There's some people. So the weight of it is very heavy, mm-hmm. and it's nothing that I take lightly. Um, it's it's really hard. It, it's also, I guess, it really feeds into, um, you know, there we all have a sense of personal loss in this mm-hmm. too, which is what I wanted to talk about anyways. Yeah. So I'll go first, <laughs> uh, since you you started it. Um, you know, I, I think for me, one of the biggest things that was really, really hard for this year, um, was the loss of vision. I'm a very forward looking person. I'm a very vision oriented person. Um, I'll make a bunch of plans. Um, I know all the time that plans are subject to change. However, God wants to do them. But I also believe that God will inspire strategy and ideas in a leader, um, and so I feel like nothing that's happened this year is what I planned. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the biggest, I think one of the biggest losses that I've felt is a loss of vision. What I mean by that is that I, I, I kind of always feel like I have, here's what this next year I'm, I'm praying and we're going to position ourselves to move toward. Here's three years. Here's five years. Here's that. All of that got wiped out this year mm-hmm. to where it becomes I, I'm not sure how to survive another year. Right. We had already started into this building project, which was a massive step of faith as a church. And then the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, it's a two-week blip. We'll quarantine. It'll starve the virus out. <laughs> we'll get back to normal. We were weeks. so naive. <laughs> I did. I remember telling my wife that. and uh, We were so cute. I know. We thought we knew what we were doing. And... <laughs> We really didn't um, think just two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I remember thinking that. And then the realization when, I don't remember exactly when it was, but the realization as we started getting closer and closer and, and construction kept going forward was like, we're going to open this building in this. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if we're going to be meeting. And if we are meeting, I don't know who's going to come. And, you know, when, when you invest as a, a leader and the church that invested financially and emotionally in this, there you do, you can take, risky steps same thing if you're in business and you own a business you lead a business you you, you'll take risks you'll do it based on trends you'll do it based on historical data you go okay i've seen in our past when we enter a new space like this that there's this kind of growth and then Mm -hmm. with that comes the uh, we that happened we moved to lithopolis calculation it is it's calculated risk it's it's scary but but faith is always going to take you into the unknown where you have to trust god well, it got way worse. And I think what I think what I felt was a loss of control. Right. Although I wasn't in control to begin with. And I, it was already scary to begin with. But when this happened, um, I, I lost all vision. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even – I mean, honestly, I can't see past 21. Right. I can't even see into 21 mm-hmm. right now. I mean, I'm, I can see as we get started into it. I'm not sure. Like, are we going to be able to grow enough to be able to support it? Are we going to be all of those things started going in my mind? We are literally living by faith right now, yeah. and um, so I I feel like that was really hard um, to lose that sense of um, almost to the point where it's like, man, I hope we make it. Yeah. And and I and I know I just say this. I know there's some of you. I think all of us can identify to an extent where, if you are a business owner or a leader, you you could be sitting there going. I'm not sure if our business is going to survive if yeah. this if they do shutdowns, right. if we can't have the traffic, mm-hmm. if we can't have um, I I can identify with that. I literally have been in a place where it's like, mm-hmm. I hope our church survives this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's been really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's been a really hard thing to kind of process and and not I still don't know how it's going to end up. I'm trusting God. But that's all I can do, you know. And so yes. I think the loss of vision, the loss of control, mm-hmm. uh, those were those have been some really hard things for me this year. Yeah. 
I think for me, you, you, you think about all the luxuries we've had in life maybe mm. over the you know past 20 years, maybe right. going back to 9-11, mm. um, but thinking about even the, the luxury to, to plan the future. Yeah. You know, the yeah. luxury to, to not live by survival mm-hmm. that, that maybe uh, maybe some people would say, oh, I've just been trying to survive this, you know, for the, my whole life. And I've always grown up in certain circumstances. But th- the cool thing about our country over the last 20 years, we really had a, a really prosperous 20 years after yeah. the crash in 08 and we're coming back and really prosperity after that. Um, but, you know, to, to think now that we we will look at the next decade through the lens of this year. Yeah. yeah. Right. That we, when we plan, you know, once things get yeah. somewhat back to normal, that we will plan with this uh, experience yeah. weighing heavily on our minds. It will be what we assess. Like, like no longer will your business only carry enough cash, you know, for the next month, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you're going to think 12 months down the road. You're yeah. going to think two years down the road. Like it just personal changes. finances, personal finances. I think we'll do the same thing in personal How many finances. People, I think, Margin. Uh, the, you know, I was listening to a Dave Ramsey, you know, episode and they were reading stats on how many people have paid off debt and how many people are, are saving their stimulus money, you know, which it, it's just interesting to see how our behaviors modify off these things. So I think that personally, um, it has been a huge gift that has been ex- extremely hard. Yeah. You know, um, to go, man, uh, I never expected anything like this to happen just like everybody else. Um, but looking really deep inside and going, what behaviors now have to change mm. um, in order to survive? Yeah. Um, in order not just to survive, but to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I think it really, you know, I heard somebody say one time, never waste a good crisis. Mm. Because crisis makes you look yep. inward yep. at the things that um, yeah. were, were built on shaky ground to begin with. Yeah, um, you know whether it's your financial habits or uh, whether it's your you, you know marriages were tested. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. friendships were tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that you have we have all these relationships and things in our life that. Uh, you know how many people maybe even switch jobs during this whole thing? Yeah. Uh, people that um, that they're like, you know, I'm not going to waste my life doing this or that. That I'm going to follow a dream or a calling because life's too short. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that we have seen this season of of people taking a deep look inside, reassessing things, and I think that can be really hard. And so for 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 me, um, that's been the journey I've been on. And I think, uh, you know, the loss of the ten year plan. Yeah, I think would be my personal pain point, mm-hmm. and to go, you know, how how do I not not just survive, but uh, get back in the mode of, okay, what are we building here? You know, wh- what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my marriage to look like? What do I want my 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 kids' experience to be growing up, knowing what I know now? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Pastor oh. Russ? What oh, no, what, what was good. personal the a personal loss that um personal loss that you've grieved I just what is it how has it impacted you personally yeah I think uh I think so many things I think one again just like like you said there's the good and the bad mm-hmm. this was our 9-11 in which we'll never yeah uh wear shoes in the airport the same way and all of what that looks like now yeah and so it's uh I love that thought never waste a crisis because I think this was one of the biggest challenges of really a century mm-hmm. but it's also one of the greatest opportunities of a lifetime to to look inside and to leverage. And for me, it's been like that. It's been the good and the bad. It's been, you know, as far as loss, you know, you begin the year and we talked about it. There's, it is a painful halt in a way to any momentum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked in one of the past podcasts about how on your personality type, we try to recalibrate and set new vision and have a new scoreboard. And so there's yeah. ex- there an exciting time in the summer to do that. But let's just be honest, mm-hmm. no matter how optimistic you are, I'm a hopeless optimist at heart. And mm-hmm. I tried to have that perspective yeah. during the summer. And I still have that perspective, but in a really practical way, fasting and praying for everything <laughs> in 2020. And then, uh, then yeah, the world shuts down. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're thinking all the social plans you have, the, yeah. the travel plans you have. Uh, this is a little bit of a humble brag, but you know, my man, Kevin here, is like CrossFit aficionado. 
So I was invited to be part of this little CrossFit thing. Won a CrossFit thing. I don't know how I did. Wow. Uh, I like don't know how I did. Right? For, and yeah, a free membership, right? And won a free membership for a year. And I was like, <laughs> man, I'm going to get in shape. Yes. And then the world shuts down, and yeah. I gained my quarantine 50. Um, <laughs> may not have been I thought much. it was supposed to be the quarantine 19. <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably it. And so, yeah, I, you know, you had all that momentum stop. Yeah. And then, again, a lot of great things happened. But as far as loss, man – Again, I, 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 live a, I live alone, and so for mm. me, whereas a lot of people would go home to their families at night, yeah. for me, I would go home to the city. Mm. And that's where I would come alive, and I'd go into coffee shops and restaurants, and for four months, I couldn't do that. So yeah. I'm working longer hours than ever, yeah. but then once I close my MacBook, what do I do? Mm. Take yeah. a drive or walk around the apartment, and I found new rhythms. But Tiger the, King. Tiger, Tiger King, King, Michael Jordan, the goat, you know, his yes. stuff comes Gosh, out. Then Bruce Lee like comes out. Lifetime Doesn't ago. it? it feels, yeah. I mean, January feels like forever ago. And so you have that loss because of everything. Uh, I'm coming up on a year since I've seen my parents. Mm. And then when everything so divisively hit the nation, I've got a lot of friends that the polarization of everything started. Yeah. Uh, even just friendships, to be honest, making yeah. it weird. And then. You know, I got, I got, you know, personal struggles I went through, personal relational loss. And I think, you know, you get into the summer and you get into all the ministry dreams you had yeah. of that year. And you get into, again, just the societal norms that you take for granted and the seeing of people that you take for granted. And, uh, yeah, we, we mm. you know, just brief flashback to one of the other episodes we talked about. I went to Hocking Hills a couple months ago and just rode out yeah. I, it caught up with me after the quarantine yeah honestly after the quarantine ended mm. uh when life should have been more perfect to me on paper and all these amazing things happening like i i didn't have the long i never took the transcontinental boat ride yeah back from the war yeah. not trying to compare right and because i didn't process it was on the other side mm. uh when life on paper felt should have been amazing that i'm like man i I need to go find a rock. And I went to I went to, <laughs> I went to Hocking Hills and wrote out um, everything nationally that had happened, mm-hmm. and then I wrote out all the the celebration things, which yeah. I know we'll get to. Cause, I mean, yeah. God did a lot of amazing things. And not only do, are we in a new building, by the way, but we're all get, we all get to be together as one staff mm-hmm. and one church. Like that's yeah. worth celebrating. But I also wrote down like I just I realized there's been moments on the latter half of this year that. Uh, I, I have felt an overwhelming sense of loss mm. and an overwhelming sense of uh, grief. Mm. Um, and uh, for me to take time to went out in the hills and just said, all right, God, me and you, we're going to have at it. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to talk honestly. Mm. And, uh, and not that I've ever cried in my life, you know, I'm a man, but. Right. But you um, cried for two hours. <laughs> but I <laughs> grieved. Yeah. And. And yeah, there's been mm. it's been a year of beauty and loss. Yeah. Well, and I, I think I think um, the whole point of this conversation is just for us to create a conversation for you at home to to say what does it look like for you to process mm-hmm. like you're talking about whether it's you and God, you with someone else as well um, to have a conversation because it's been a hard year. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of loss, and we just didn't want to. I didn't want to just swing the page, turn the page so easily to 21 and us start to act like we didn't just walk through what we walked through. I just think it was really critical for us to do that. But I also wanted to share something that I hope will encourage you uh, today. And so I I want to read something from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I just, you know, as I was thinking about the, the kind of year that we've had and I was, what do you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say, sorry, before you did that, can we celebrate some things? No, we'll get there. Just okay, let's, so, let's sorry, just, sorry. We want to do devotional. I'll trust the captain. Yes. Um, but second, I'm you, listening. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys don't get distracted like this at home. Uh, second Corinthians chapter four. I, I just was thinking about how, um, how Paul, you know, who wrote these words, and if you read the entire second letter he wrote to the church in Corinth, it really even begins with him talking about how much they despaired their situation they were in. And they had just faced incredible hardship, persecution, uh, trouble, everything you can imagine Paul had gone through. And so here he is writing these words of what he's experienced and how he can, how he sees his trouble. And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, before we can look through the windshield of 21, 
you know, what does it look like for us to look in the rearview mirror of 20 and just kind of like process. And, and I want to read to you just something that Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8. Paul said this, we are hard pressed mm-hmm. on every side. Yeah. Right. But then he says, but I'm not crushed. Yeah. Perplexed or confused, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Mm-hmm. Struck down, but not destroyed. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that that is a Come on. Uh, that's a picture of yeah. 2020 as well. I, yeah. I, I hate I don't want to compare what we've gone mm-hmm. through to what Paul's experienced because let me just tell you, you'd need 2020s mm-hmm. to experience all the things that Paul had gone yeah. through. I don't even know if you picked that up, but you need 20 of our yeah. years to yeah. pick it up. <laughs> that was good. Uh, and and um, but you know what I love that that Paul does here is he doesn't ignore yeah what he's gone through yeah that's good and that's what we wanted to do today and that's what i would hope that you would do uh find some time before we go into this new year maybe today will spark that where maybe you'll take a few moments one day this week uh where it can be quiet where you can maybe do what you did pastor russ which is write down just some of the things that we've experienced some of the things we've been talking about how does it impacted you how has it impacted your family how did the quarantine impact your marriage how did you know and process but Paul doesn't ignore those things. He says, we are pressed on every side. Yeah. I mean, we felt intense pressure. This was a year of intense pressure. When I think about the quarantine and the pressures that that mm. put on families yep. and the, the isolation that, that that put on pressure on your soul. Mm-hmm. When, when I think about Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, as you alluded, and kind of how it sparked protests mm-hmm. around our country some of them riots, mm-hmm. the polarization when, when it would have been beautiful to see our country come together. Yeah. Um, that was pressure. It was just yeah. more pressure. We felt it. I'm sure you felt every conversation you have with people. You feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about the, pol- the political year that we had. Yeah. Uh, I think about just that, that was just intense pressure on our relationships and our dialogue. And, oh, I, I, I don't think I'll ever forget the very first presidential debate oh, of this, we have this to election. Talk about that? I would love to forget it, but it was the worst thing I've ever seen to represent our country. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was just, and so I can, I love how Paul says we were pressed on every side. Yeah. Okay. But then he says, but we weren't crushed. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, it's good. We're standing here. Yeah. We're sitting here. We're still At here. And we're still here. Okay. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. If you're still logged on to this, if you're still holding on to hope in God, if you're still there, then you aren't crushed. I know you might yeah. feel like he says we are perplexed. I don't know if this has been one of those years because when there's loss in your life, a lot of times what we do is we, we look and we go, God, why? God, yeah. why didn't you? spare us from this why why are we this when there is he says we were confused we we're perplexed but he says but i'm not in despair mm-hmm. like i'm not giving up hope mm-hmm. i love that attitude and and you say well how does he how does he view life that way well let me yeah. read to you a couple more verses i think it's important because mm-hmm. when i look at verses 16 through uh, 18 i feel like it's the it's what we need to hear mm-hmm. this is what we need to hear as we close out this year mm-hmm. uh, Paul said these words, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day yes. by day. Yeah, yes. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us mm-hmm. an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Yeah. So we fix our eyes, I love this, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, yes. since yeah. what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. I love, yeah. I, I love this. This is a picture of faith yes. yeah. in the midst of pressure. Yeah. He says, though the world is falling apart, that's what he says, though outwardly we're wasting away, and he was yeah. facing physical threat and all these other things. We're facing yeah. that with COVID-19. Yeah. Though, though outwardly, I think he's saying, our world is falling apart. Inwardly, mm-hmm. he says, I'm getting stronger. Yeah. I'm being renewed day by day. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that only happens through that's relationship good. with Jesus. That's good. And if there's anything that maybe this season has highlighted for us, it's how authentic is our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- because if you have found your faith getting weaker and weaker as the outward things have happened and come against you, then I would hope that even now that it would trigger something in you that for 2021, yes. say, I'm yeah. going to focus on the inside. I'm going to focus yeah, on my relationship good. with Jesus. I'm going to make that a priority because I need that internal pressure right. to be stronger yes. than the external pressure. Yeah. And so he says this, he says, though outwardly we're, we're, we're fading inwardly, I'm getting renewed day by day. And then this is what I love. Mm -hmm. 
is he 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 speaks with such faith in a perspective that it's like he sees the redemption of yeah. God in the midst yeah. of his trials. Yeah. And how does he do it? I love what he said in verse 17. He says, for our light and momentary troubles. These were yeah. not light momentary troubles. Yeah. Okay. He was speaking that in faith. But if you go back to chapter one, he says, I don't even, I, I don't want you to think for one second. He said, we despaired even of life. Mm-hmm. Okay. These were some of the worst you can imagine. But the way he now would see it through this lens and this perspective, and this is what I want to encourage you with today, is he says, for these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us yeah. a glory that far outweighs them all. And I want, I want you to hear this. This is the redemption of our God, yeah. is that an entire year where we feel like so much is lost, I want you to hear this. Nothing is wasted yes. with God. Yeah. Yes. God does not so waste good anything in our lives in fact the thing about romans 8 28 for we know that in all things god works them for the good for those who love him are called according to his purpose and so if we can get eyes to see that i know we're going through something but my eternal sight is even better yeah that that what we realize is this is not wasted that god is actually going to use everything that's happened to us for a greater good if we could get that perspective as we close out this year Man, I don't know about you, but, but I, I feel like that would just bring so much encouragement mm-hmm. as we step into a new year. And so, so I just good. wanted to just quickly, like, we had all, we talked about all the awful things. Yeah. But there were good things that yeah, happened yes. in 2020. Yeah. There were things that happened that would have never happened yeah. if it weren't for a shutdown. Right. And that's hard to see it that way. And, and I think sometimes we have to look through the lens of, of faith in this different perspective yeah. to say God did some good things. I just think a couple good things that God did. Um, we as a church were able to see our reach and be able to share the good news of Jesus yeah. further than ever because of this year. Yep. Yeah. Not, not just our church, but across the globe as churches had to use technology to communicate hope mm-hmm. rather than in person for a season. Yeah. Yep. The, the gospel has gone forward mm-hmm. more than any other time in human history. Yes. I would think we need to mm-hmm. just celebrate that. Yeah. I think we need to say, okay, so God good. is still doing something. Mm-hmm. I think about we had people that, that started to connect with our church through mm-hmm. the pandemic that we probably never would have, but yeah. because they were in so much pain mm-hmm. and challenge that they, they were looking for some hope that we have people that gave their lives to Jesus yeah, come on. through this online yeah. that then told us we want to get baptized when yes. the building is open and have yeah. been baptized since we've been in this building. Yes. Yeah. We need to recognize yeah. that for all the things that we've lost, we've also gained some yeah. things, yes. yeah. that God has done some things yeah. in our lives. What about you guys? What's just something that we can celebrate that God's done this year? Well, you're getting me too excited because, okay. I mean, we got everything. <laughs> we, we got the normal things we got to remember. We, we got the fact that we got breath in our lungs Amen. if we're still alive and yeah. we got – uh, if we're following Jesus, we got our names in heaven and yes. we got the spirit of God inside us that raised Jesus from the dead. And I'm not going to start preaching, but <laughs> even out of the pain, one of the things that comes out of that, like don't waste the crisis, never waste a crisis yeah. is for me, I wasn't, there's two encouraging things that came out of me. One, I, I saw the best in me. Yeah. And stick with me because I didn't just see the best of me. Yeah. But it was encouraging <laughs> to know that trials squeeze what's in you out. Yeah. Yes. And there are a lot of things I saw that encouraged me. Good. Yes. And there's things in Solomon that I'm like, I, did, I do tend to run towards the fire. Yeah. And there is a fight in me, and I, I will mm. rise to the occasion. Yeah. And then I saw the ugly in me, too. <laughs> but you know what? What a gift. Yeah. Some people wait till they are 95 years old. And if you're 95 years old and you're watching this, don't worry, because there's still hope for you. Yeah. But I'm glad that at an early age, whatever age you're at, what a gift mm-hmm. for, the, for God to expose the things that are in you yes. so mm-hmm. that whatever's in you that he wants to heal and he yeah. wants to mend or he wants to redeem, mm. uh, he can redeem it. I, I love the fact that in this year that uh, the... In crisis, you know, we talk about this, we get to create. Yeah. So for me personally, I got to work on projects and spend mm. more time working on projects that, than I ever would have. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I got to get creative. Yeah. You, you may have mentioned this, but, you know, our online experience and creative mm-hmm. team just went from a level nine to a level 90. Yeah. Uh, we, we got people involved that would have never normally been involved. Mm. We, we got to just see, I think, beautiful things, even globally. Yeah. yeah. Travel halted, but creation healed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just think. That's uh, yeah. awesome. What about you? What, what, what can we celebrate that was good this so year? So many things. I think, um, have you ever, you know, something that maybe has happened in your house, like a light's fallen or, or something like a tire got blown out or mm-hmm. a tire went flat. 
but it was at the perfect time. Yeah. Like to where it didn't hurt anybody and yeah. to where, you know, there wasn't this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so many experiences like that this year for me where, mm-hmm. you know what, the weight of the season broke some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thank God that it was when it was, right. you know, yeah. and I thank God that it was at the right time to where mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, to, uh, for us to be able to take a look at it so that God could heal it yeah. and so that we could take care of things. I think about some anxiety and depression things that have been going through our house, you know, mm-hmm. that um, that I think this year contributed to, but also um, really it, it was uh, something breaking from a lifetime of struggle, mm-hmm. you know, at least in our house. And so, uh, to really get the proper help that we need yeah. Um, to, yeah. to to heal in a way that God wants yeah. us to heal. That's good. I think, um, you know, I've I've learned how to say no this year mm. to so many things. You know, mm, we're, yeah. we're, the world has said no uh, to so many things for us. No, you can't go out to eat. No, you can't go to church. No, you got to do this. No, you got to do this. Um, I, I think halfway through quarantine, God really showed me uh, how w- we have to do that yeah. if mm. we want to do anything um valuable anything meaningful for the kingdom of god mm, you yeah. have to look at the uh, the buffet of life and yeah, all of good. the things that the world wants you to 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 try and to do and you have to say no yeah. that might be what their calling is but it's not mine yeah, yeah. um yeah. that might be what their gifting is but it's not mine yeah um i i, I like what you said a really i think god's helped me come to a really clear understanding of what I am and what I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, how he's built me and the ways and the things in my life that I was striving for, maybe to be like other people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, I'm just trying to think of specifics. I'm, you know, I've talked about it on podcasts before, but um, little things like I was remodeling a house and I was realizing how much effort that was just little things. And it's, it's kind of menial, but, but I think it's indicative of a lot of things in my life. You know, I, I have these dreams for the type of home that I want to create personally for myself Mm -hmm. and understand that my time doing that isn't Mm -hmm. where my time needs to be spent. And that's just a a trivial thing. But, uh, like I said, indicative of all the things Mm -hmm. in my life. So I think it's been a huge gift. I think to realize how, uh, how weak I am and how strong God is. And even when I think that I'm strong, um, that God at his weakest is stronger than me at my strongest. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that uh, in so many ways in my life and Mm. uh, my marriage and and parenting my kids. Super quick. It just reminded me when you're talking about, and I love that because I I hear in you, in you a lot of this, the same things too, as far as it forced you to simplify, to slow down, Mm -hmm. to find out who you are and who you're not. And I just, I so resonate with that. And the whole nothing wasted. Man, if we could take that into the new year. Mm. A mentor once told me, if you can take lessons instead of losses mm, into a, a new year, yep. calendar That's year. Good. And I was just thinking about, this may sound really cheesy, but about five years ago, I fell in love with this whole concept called kintsuji. And don't make fun of me. I'm a nerd. But kintsuji is, is the art of Japanese repair. Mm-hmm. I always want to bring it up because I think over the last year or two, people will put post cheesy memes about it yeah but it's this it's this art of when japanese pottery is broken mm. they will repair it through this thing called kintsuji which literally means nothing wasted and they'll fill in the cracks with gold epoxy wow and once they do that and they sell it it's worth 10 times more than it originally was mm. and i just and during a really tough season of my life i fell in love with that concept because i was like that's the gospel. That's redemption. Yes, that God, yeah. if, 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 if I can hear this, if anybody yeah. listening can hear this, mm-hmm. then no matter, maybe you look around and it's kind of like the Humpty Dumpty. I've yeah. had a great fall <laughs> and nothing can put me back together again. Yes. Mm. But all the broken pieces of our lives, mm. relationally, emotionally, yeah. and spiritually, God has a way, Kintsuji, mm. when he repairs it and redeems something yeah. and restores mm. something, it's more valuable than it was before, not less. Yes. It is more meaningful and more mm, powerful. So good. And I just, I, you know, not to, I'll shut up, but I just think I all our broken pieces in God's hand, the gold epoxy, he's yeah. the great alchemist yeah. that can make everything even more beautiful than it was before That's and so turn good. ashes to beauty. And, That's awesome. And I, one verse, and I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this as you were talking earlier. This is uh, you, your favorite uh, version, paraphrase, message. Oh, yes. But one of my favorite verses is, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. And I think sometimes hope is you just almost got to double dare yourself yep. to hope because it's, it's so hard. 
but the message paraphrase says it this way. This is Lamentations 3. It says, I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the mm-hmm. poison I've swallowed. Yep. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember. Mm-hmm. Man, well, we could stop there and say we all <laughs> right. feel that. Yeah. Right. And then it says, the feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one other thing I remember. Mm-hmm. And remembering I keep a grip on hope. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. Mm -hmm. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God, and I'll say it over and over and over. I love that. His mercies are new every morning. That's the passage. Kintsuji. 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 Well, um, I I just think there have been so many (laughs) incredible things that we— we have to look back and say God has also done some things. And if mm-hmm. nothing more, that he is maturing us, mm-hmm. that it's, it's that he has let perseverance have its yeah. work so that we will be complete lacking in nothing, so James good. says. And um, so I, I just hope that you are ready to step into a new year with us. And yeah. here's one of the things, and then I'm going to close with prayer, but one of the things that we wanted to do as a church is we— step into a new year and a new season is not just hope for the best. Mm. I'm all for that. But what does it look like for us to begin this year and posture our hearts in such a way where God can do what he wants to do in us in 21 and ask God to move on our behalf. And so one of the things that we're going to be doing, maybe you've heard about this already, but I would love for you, if you're part of the X fam to join with us is starting January 4th, we're going to start a 21 day uh, prayer and fast mm-hmm. season for 21. 21 mm-hmm. for 21. Yep. That in 2021, what does it look like for us not just to go into this new year thinking, man, I hope it's better, mm-hmm. but for us to say, I'm going to put God first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take time every day. I'm going to give up something. You know what's funny? 2020, we feel like we gave up a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and we hated it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what does it look like for us to learn from that and then go into a season of prayer and fasting where we say, I'm going to choose to give up something because I want more of God. I want what he wants. And so uh, just January 4th, we're going to kick this off as a church. We did this last year. I want to invite you, whether you're part of this church or not, you came across this. What does it look like for you, whatever season of life, whenever you'd watch us to say, maybe I should dedicate some time. And so I, I, as a church, the first three weeks, first 21 days, we're going to come together and we're going to pray, and we're going to give up something. We're going to yeah. fast, mm-hmm. and we're going to say, God, I'm going to make you a priority this yeah. year, regardless of what happens with the virus and all that stuff. All I know is I'm going to start this year off right. I'm going to yeah. get my spirit right. I'm going to get things in line. I'm going to get the right fresh perspective. Yeah. I'm going to get fresh faith. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready to go, go in 21, not Let's because go. I anticipate no trouble. Yeah. But because I know that I'm going to be closer to God than yeah. ever, and we're going to ask God to move on our behalf. On. So I don't yeah. know if there's anything we need to say about that. All I know is January 4th, there's going to be, what, some opportunities for yeah. a corporate time of prayer and fasting. Is that right? Yep. And you used a word uh, that's going to be the theme of it. You talked about move. Oh, yeah, move. And so 21 for 21, the theme is going to be move. Yeah. And uh, just heads up, by the way, there's going to be awesome merch, which we already, yes. uh, Tucker has designed. But, yeah, the whole thought is – when we pray, God moves, and when yeah. God moves, things move. That's awesome. Mountains move, yeah. and miracles happen, yes. and Red Sea's part. And we believe that God's going to do that on the outside. This is, you know, we use the phrase a lot, the best is yet to come. Yeah. Well, the best is definitely, definitely yeah. yet That's to come. That's easy to say now, right? And, but we believe that the greatest things that may even happen in 2021 mm-hmm. may not even be external, but internal. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we just believe, man, what a year to say, God, I'm going to go wholeheartedly after you. Yeah, and awesome. I don't want to waste this crisis. I want you to bring things. There's things I want you to do. Here, here's what the three things I'm thinking about for 2020, for 2021. God, what do I want you to do for me? There are some things, God, I want you to change. Yeah. But also what do I want you to do in me mm-hmm. and what do I want you to do through me. Yeah. And so we're going to create a whole thing. Just like we did last year, we're going to have little pamphlets of maybe you're brand new. You don't even know what fasting is. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have different options of uh, here's some ideas for yeah. how to fast, what it means, all those kind of things. Really, it's just giving something up for God to replace yeah. and give, him, give more of himself to you. But starting that uh, fourth, we're going to have daily little minute devos on mm. our social media. Uh, we're going to kick off with a message on the third that's yeah. going to catalyze our mindsets towards that. We're going to have once a week nights of prayer, mm. which by the way, if you're not taking advantage of it, if you're able to get here yeah. early, we're still doing, we started three months ago. Yeah. I know God's put on your heart for this to be a house of prayer. Mm-hmm. And in 168 from 730 to 830, we have prayer available. But we're going to have nights of prayer yeah. uh, during those 21 days. And uh, just a whole lot of things. We're going to have uh, books, devotionals that will help yeah. you mm-hmm. in the guide. We're going to sell at the shop. 
But I just believe these 21 days, there's something special, uh, I believe, about that number. But more than anything, there's something special about when a group of people say, man, yeah. we're, we're going to go after God mm-hmm. and I anything can happen. It's going to be incredible. Well, thank you guys for joining yeah. me for this conversation. And listen, um, just as we wrap up here, I just want to encourage you that um, this year maybe has been a tough year, but I'm just telling you just from some of the stuff we said, I'm encouraged. And I I hope you're ready to step into a new year. I hope you'll show up January 3rd and then join us as we we move. We pray for God to move. And we we begin to see things happen uh, in our lives, in our country, in 21. And we do believe the best is yet to come. And so let me pray for you today. And uh, as we close out this year, this will be the last time, last moment, last uh, ministry moment together. See you uh, later, 2020. Yeah, yeah, we're ready to say peace <laughs> out. But, now. but, uh, <laughs> but let, let me pray for us. Uh, Father, we thank you for your grace over this year. Yeah. We recognize this year has been hard. It has been challenging. And Lord, even as, as I pray and, and we pray together, Lord, we know that there's people who are still processing pain, that are still dealing with hardship. But God, I just thank you that you are a redeeming God. That you are a God that does not waste one moment, one painful thing. And so, God, I pray right now uh, that you would show your perspective to us as we look ahead to 21. I pray, God, you would just, I pray you give us a sense of anticipation unlike we've had for the rest of the, for the previous year. I I pray, God, that we can go into this new year with a a mind, body, and spirit that is dedicated to you. And so, Lord, I pray that we would step out of this year, as hard as it's been, stronger. We'd step out of this year, God, um, deeper. We'd step out of this year with greater faith than we've ever had had in the past. And so, God, I pray that your peace would resonate with every single person. And that, God, we we look ahead. We do believe the best is yet to come because of faith. And we do hope. And, God, against all hope, we hope for what you're going to do. And so, Lord, as we come together as a church in this new year and we fast and we pray, Lord, I pray that you would answer prayers. I pray that you would move mountains, that you would do miracles in our midst personally. Lord, I pray for those who are hurting because of the loss of this year. Maybe it's loss of loved ones from COVID-19 or just loss economically of things. God, I pray you'd show up. This would be a year of faith, God, where we put you first and we would see you show up. You are our provider. You're our healer. You are God Almighty, and we trust in you. We place our faith in you. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Hey, we love you. God bless you. We'll see you in 2021.